The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Happy Theological Thursday. Put on your thinking hats. We're talking about Calvinism and Arminianism. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? I'm so glad you're hanging out with me on WAVA 105.1 FM right here in uh, Arlington, Virginia, covering all of D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. And of course, those of you who are on my socials, thanks a lot uh, for tuning in on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. And if you are on YouTube or if you haven't gone to my YouTube page, make sure you uh, subscribe. Click that. And if you're on my Facebook page, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, and like me uh, as well right there and become a fan uh, as well so we can, uh, can see you there. I'm waving at you right now, by the way. And so uh, last week, I believe it was, one of our uh, top fans, Don from Alexandria, mentioned uh, uh, Calvinism and Arminianism. I thought, you know what? I don't know if I've really done a topic uh, on that, all of it. Uh, We just chose last week to talk about uh, eternal salvation or security, meaning uh, once you're saved, can you always be saved? That's only one of five tenets of what is called five-point Calvinism. Now, I'm going to go over all five points, and I'm going to give you the counterpoint uh, called Arminianism, named after uh, a person by that name, and I'll explain a little bit of that. So if you put on your thinking caps, it's sort of like a class in some ways, but uh, I still want to take your calls. I still want to have conversation. I still want you to call me. I'm still going to give you my phone number, but I want you to kind of have an open mind to say, well, maybe I'm a, a two-point Calvinist, which means two of the five points you agree with or a three-point Calvinist, or a four- or a five-point Calvinist, which means I believe in all five points, or maybe you're a five-point millennium, uh, or not millennium, Arminius. So we're going we're gonna to talk through it. It'll be new knowledge for some of you, uh, old knowledge for others of you. Uh, for those who've gone through theological classes and stuff, you're going to get your geek on, you know, so to speak. But let's get into it, because at the end of the day, if we were to call it one topic, the topic really is salvation. And uh, what does predestination and being chosen actually mean? So that's how we're going to dig into it today. I hope that's exciting for some of you and others of you. If it's not, you know, uh, uh, come back on Open Phone in Friday. You can ask me any question you want, and we can talk about relationships or or the economy or, you know, anything like that. Sound pretty good? All right. Uh, My number, 888-432-7434. All right. That number again is 888-432-7434. Any questions about Calvinism or Arminianism? Uh, That is what we're going to throw on the table today. Uh, First, let me uh, bow for a word of prayer. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the fact that you do save us, that we know. And all the details of it we may not always know, but we pray, God, that you would give us your insight 
uh, along the way in your wisdom as we talk theology today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. Well, you can always go to andersonspeaks.com, and there uh, you can find out how to get a hold of me via email, or you can read articles and uh, things of that sort to get to know me a little bit better and to communicate to me off the air uh, as well as uh, find out who my sponsors are, things of that sort. So make sure uh, you check it out. And also, these are the last few days before uh, you can register to get your professional certificate in Gracism Studies. So if you want a graduate certificate in Gracism Studies at Omega Graduate School, you need to uh, go online right now and find out what it takes to register and sign up because the first week of March 2021 is the pilot program uh, at a master's level. If you don't have a bachelor's degree, you can still do it. Uh, you can um, audit the course and still get the coursework. So you're not, uh, there's no barrier for you to get the learning, okay? Uh, just go to ogs.edu, ogs.edu, and find out what it takes to get started right online, right on Zoom, uh, starting uh, in March uh, 2021. Let's pray together. Father, we are grateful that uh, salvation is ours when you uh, give it to us and when we ask for it. You told us that uh, if we would confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that, uh, God, you raised Jesus from the dead, uh, we can be saved. So everyone who calls on the name shall be saved. Thank you for that, Lord. Now teach us what, uh, what the, this theological topic is all about today. and Give us a robust discussion as well. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, y'all ready to talk about uh, some of this stuff? Calvinism and Arminianism are two systems of theology that attempt to explain the relationship between God's sovereignty and man's responsibility in the matter of salvation. Calvinism is named after John Calvin. He was a French theologian who lived uh, 1509 to 1564. Now, Arminianism is named after Jacobus Arminius. He was a Dutch theologian who lived from 1560 to 1609. So you had John Calvin, who was older, and then uh, as he was about to die, you had uh, Jacobus uh, Arminius, uh, who came in. Now you have one that was a French theologian, the other was a Dutch theologian. Both systems can be summarized in five points, and that's where you hear about five-point Calvinism. And the way that people remember it uh, easily and simply is the word tulip, T-U-L-I-P, TULIP, all right? And let me say what each of those means so you have the acronym for those of you who are writing it down. And then when I get back, we'll break down each one of those and talk about it. And again, you can call me and ask questions if you want. This will be like a, a theological class while you're driving or while you're sitting in the kitchen, okay? But here's the T. T stands for total depravity. That man is totally depraved, corrupt. The U stands for unconditional election. Unconditional election will explain it. The L stands for limited atonement. That atonement is actually limited to just uh, a certain group of people. And then the I, irresistible grace, right? Saying that nobody can resist God's grace. And then the P stands for the perseverance of the saints, meaning once you're saved, you're always saved. There's, you can't fall away uh, from salvation, tulip, total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, 
irresistible grace, perseverance of the faith. Those are the five points of Calvinism, and we're going to give you the counterpoints of Arminianism, and then you decide, am I a Calvinist or am I an Arminianist? Now, again, you don't have to hold tightly to it. All of us are followers of Jesus Christ, of course, but we're just talking about theology here and what uh, teacher, what theologian we would say. I'm more in agreement with Calvin than I am with Arminian. I'm going to tell you, uh, I lean Calvinist, but not fully not all five points. So you may want to find out what point is it that Dr. Anderson uh, doesn't agree with and would be more of an Arminian. Uh, Arminian. So you, 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 you can guess. I'll let you know later, but you can guess. All right, we're going to run to our commercial break. I can't wait to teach you and talk about it. Give me a call. Maybe you got questions about it or concerns. Let's learn together on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. your house fast? Are you ready to drive away and move on with your life? Pete and Thomas Hunley own Hometown Home Buyers, an A-plus rated Better Business Bureau family-owned business. They can buy your home today, and if you need it, they will even help you move out. Give them a call today at 888-623-3533 or visit them at hometownhomebuyers.biz. That's hometownhomebuyers.biz. Call now. 888-623-3533. Sell today, move tomorrow. Have you ever driven through neighborhoods and seen beautiful up lights? You know what up lights are? They're when they shine the light on the trees, they shine the light on the house, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Well, guess what? During the winter months, laser landscaping are doing lights for your house. And they're not only doing lights on the outside, they're also doing hearth work. So if you're looking for nice patios and things of that sort, when you walk off the back of your patio and you just see how beautiful it can be in the spring, well, they're doing the work during the winter. So give them a call directly. It's laser with a Z, laserlandscaping.llc. You can find them at 240-516-4967. Ask for Fidel, Laser Landscaping, LLC. Ask for Fidel. Here's the number again, 240-516-4967. And zeroing in his company to give special deals today for Bowie, Maryland. That's right, Bowie, Mitchellville, Greenbelt, that area. They have so many folks that are ready to help you with the lighting and the beautifying of your home. So give them a call. It's Laser Landscaping. Ask for Fidel at 240-516-4967. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor church relations, administration and organizational issues, church liability and risk management, and real estate matters. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems, as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCollum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. 
That's 301-864-6070. It's Best Buy Waterproofing and Best Buy Design Build. So, who is this superhero guy flying over the neighborhood looking for leaky basements and leaky roofs to repair? Visit BestBuyWaterproofing.com or call 844-980-3707-247 to see what heroic home repair services look like. Basement waterproofing, mold and mildew remediation, structural repair, foundation crack injection, sump pump systems, roofing and gutters, siding and decks. So, you went to BestBuyWaterproofing.com and called 844-980-3707. Who's the real hero now you are under one roof from one side to the other under one roof from the inside out we've got you covered from top to bottom at best buy your whole house is our business best buy. welcome back to real talk with dr david anderson for more information about this program or for resources from dr anderson please visit andersonspeaks.com to watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Best Buy Waterproof, and would love to come and give you a free inspection on your roof or on your basement, making sure that water is not damaging your house. If you'd like to talk to them, give them a call directly at 844 980 or you can check them out online at bestbuywaterproofing.com. Today we are talking about the theological uh, concept of eternal salvation, election, predestination by examining Calvinism versus Arminianism. Do you know the difference between the two? Uh, if you want to ask me questions about it or just talk about it, maybe you have concerns or thoughts, feel free to call me. Uh, but don't feel like you have to. This is an opportunity for you to learn, write things down. But you can also uh, give a call and dialogue with me or respond to somebody else who calls. But my number, if you uh, elect to call me, see what I did there, is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Now, we went over the five points of Calvinism before the break. Now we're going to break them down. The first point of Calvinism is total depravity. That's what the T stands for in the word tulip. Okay, uh, Calvinism holds uh, to this total depravity of man uh, idea where man is completely corrupt, uh, while Arminianism holds to partial depravity, meaning uh, partial depravity states that every aspect of humanity is tainted by sin, but not to the extent that human beings are unable to place faith in Christ by their own accord. And the classical Arminianism, while it, it rejects a partial depravity, it holds a view very close to the Calvinistic total depravity view, which says basically that 
every aspect of a human being is corrupted by sin, even if you don't see that corruption. In other words, uh, every human has the ability to be as corrupt at the core as possible, even though your mom, your grandma, uh, your dad, or or the, the lady down the street seems to be as sweet as pie. What total depravity says, just because he or she is sweet as pie, it doesn't mean that they're not totally corrupted and depraved. All right, in their humanity. Now, if they've gotten saved, if they learn some good morals along the way, they don't act on their depravity. But everybody can be a Jeffrey Dahmer. Everybody can uh, rape, kill, and pillage. It's not like that person over there is a mean, mean rapist and a murderer. I would never do that. No, total depravity says you would actually do that if you were put in the right situation, or, or should I say, the wrong situation. Now, that's hard to believe, right? It's hard to believe that you could be as bad as uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Or Somebody that would kill people, eat people, and freeze their parts or something in the in the freezer. No, I'd never do that, right? But you have the same um, uh, possibility, the same capacity to do the most evil that any other evil human being has ever done. Okay, I know that's hard to believe, right? But that's the Calvinistic point of view. We are totally depraved, and the biblical support for this view of Calvinism is that. Uh, it, it comes from Romans 8. The, ver- the verse that they might use is, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so, you see. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You just can't do it in and of yourself with your own humanity. Uh, verse 10 says, as it is written, there is no one righteous of chapter 3, uh, Romans 3, Verse 10, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. In other words, in and of yourself as a human being, you you uh, have no good in you, no righteousness in you whatsoever apart from God. Okay, that would be the total depravity Calvinistic view. Now, the Arminian view would say, well, hold on. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're tainted by sin and, and we're fallen and all that. But remember John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Meaning that uh, I can't be 100% bad because I can actually choose uh, choose to believe. And so, yes, man may be depraved, but in general, Arminians would believe there is an intermediate state, if you will, between total depravity and salvation. And it's in this state uh, that makes possible uh, the sinner being able to respond and choose salvation. And they call this prevenient grace, meaning there's a grace upon the human being, even though he's a sinner, uh, that allows him to respond when Christ is drawing him and has this God-given ability to choose salvation. So they're kind of close, uh, and that's not the always the biggest rub between Calvinism and Arminianism, but the next one is something that people do have a problem with, and that is the U in the word tulip, which stands for unconditional election. Now, remember last week we talked about election, predestination, um, and that sort of thing, right? Well, Calvinism includes the belief that election is unconditional, while Arminianism believes that con- believes in conditional election. In, in other words, un- unconditional election is the view that God 
elects individuals to salvation based entirely on his will, not on anything inherently worthy in the individual. In other words, God chose me, he elected me, period. Not because he knew I was going to choose him, not because he thought that there was something uh, that I could do. He basically, on his will alone, chose to save David Anderson and not anything inherent in me, okay? Well, Arminianism say, hold on, no, 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 no. We believe that, co- that election is conditional. So they would be, leave not an unconditional election, but in conditional election, which states that God elects individuals to salvation based on his, listen, foreknowledge of who will believe in Christ unto salvation, thereby on the condition that the individual chooses God. In other words, God's foreknowledge knew that you were going to choose him, so therefore he chooses you based on the fact that he knew you were going to choose him when you were presented all of the opportunities for salvation. So that would be conditional. In other words, I get saved based on the fact that I choose God, not God chose me, whether I wanted to be chosen or not. And I have no say in it except to respond yes because of God's unconditional election. All right. So that's the second point of Calvinism. Am I am I boring you yet? Are you uh, are you writing these things down? I'll give you my number in case you want to actually talk about it. But I I sense that people are like, okay, I'm getting this down. I'm starting to understand. It's a little bit heady, but it's theological Thursday, right? Okay, my number is eight 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 four three two seven four three four. What don't you agree with? What do you agree with? What do you have questions about? Give me a call if you want. Eight 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 four three bridge. Are you ready for the third one? All right, remember, there are five points to Calvinism. I've given you two, total depravity, unconditional election. Here's the third one, limited, that's the L in the word tulip, limited atonement. Now, Calvinism says that atonement is limited, while Arminians see it as unlimited. This is the most controversial of the five points. Limited atonement is the belief that Jesus only died for the elect. In other words, remember Jesus, remember the Lord elected people based on his will, unconditional election. Well, then when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he didn't die for everyone. He died for the elect. Unlimited atonement, okay, is the belief that Jesus died for all, but that his death is not effectual until a person receives him by faith, okay? So what do you believe? Do you believe that, uh, you know, that Jesus died for everybody, but that uh, that death for someone's sins is only in effect once a person receives them by faith, right? That's what the Arminian would believe. The Calvinist would say, you know what, Um, you know, limited atonement. He, He died, yes. But he died for, listen, all the elect, all the ones that he actually chose, because it wouldn't make sense for him to die for everybody uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, only atone. uh, Listen, if he died for everybody, then everybody should be saved. No, he died for the elect. And those that didn't get elected are basically 
going to go to hell, and they don't have the ability really to choose God. Okay, So you have to ask yourself, do you agree with point three? Now, let me give you the biblical support for both, and then I'll take your phone calls. Um, 888-432-7434. Now, here's the biblical support for the Calvinist view from a, a textual point of view. Matthew 26, verse 28. It says, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. All right. Um, That may be a verse that they use, the blood of the covenant poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I don't think that that is a strong verse for uh, the Calvinistic point of view, because it's saying, uh, you know, for many. And so what they're saying, it didn't say for all, it said for many. Now, in 1 John 2, 2, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. That's where the Arminian viewpoint comes in. It says, no, he died for the sins of the whole world. Well, what do you believe? Hey, listen, I got to run to my break now, but when I get back, I'll take your calls as I promised to in just a moment. Where's God calling you next? Lancaster Bible College, Capital Seminary, and Graduate School can help you get there. Join us for a virtual open house at our Washington, D.C. location. Share your professional goals, explore programs designed to serve working adults, walk through program details and expectations, and get a cost breakdown and financial aid information. Don't miss this virtual open house for LBC Capital, Washington, D.C. on Thursday, March 4th at noon. Register at lbc.edu slash experience DC. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'm excited to tell you that I'll be joining my friends at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2021 to host a cruise to Alaska. If you've ever dreamed of exploring this amazing place, now's your opportunity, and this from the comfort of our first-class ship. The week will be enhanced as my friends Laura Story and Michael O'Brien lead us in worship, and as together we look at God's Word for both challenge and inspiration. I look forward to seeing you there. Go to WAVA.com, keyword Alaska. That's WAVA.com, keyword Alaska. How do we demonstrate tolerance without compromising our convictions? I don't want to sound like an old man here, but the world is worse than it used to be. There's shameless infidelity and fraud and domestic brutality. And what does he tell us? He says, you're the salt. You're the light. Chuck Swindoll points to Jesus' command to be salt and light. This week on Insight for Living. Weekdays at 2.30 a.m. and 6.30 a.m. on WAVA. Alexa can play WAVA-FM and hear us wherever you are on our mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, or Radio.com. Everyone deserves a good story. That's why Family Fiction is devoted to compiling and celebrating Christian stories of all kinds with a newsletter, digital magazine, and updates. Find it all at FamilyFiction.com. Christian women visit iBelieve.com where they can explore the deeper issues of their faith and learn how other women have handled the challenges of being a believer. Go to iBelieve.com. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. 
Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're on a theological topic, the difference between Calvinism and Arminianism. Which one would you be? That's basically, am I following more of a John Calvin uh, theological view of salvation or more of a Jacobus Arminian uh, form of understanding of salvation back in the uh, 1500s? This was a big, big deal. And, And to this day, it actually impacts the way we preach about salvation. And uh, one of my writers, uh, one of my followers on Facebook says, good afternoon, doc. All this talk about isms is about is above my pay grade. All I know is that I'm a bond servant of Jesus Christ and I preach Christ crucified to whomever will listen. A surrendered life to do the will of the father by loving the lost and serving the least of these. I simply, uh, a foot, uh, I'm a simple foot soldier here to take ground from the enemy one life at a time. Well, amen. So then the theological question between Calvin and Arminian is, yes, you are everything you said, but were you elected and chosen or did you have a choice in it, sir? And so that's what the conversation uh, is all about. All right. Uh, before I continue on, we've gotten through three points of Calvinism. I'm going to give you the last two. Uh, a little bit later to make sure you get all five of them that spell out the word tulip. But I did promise to take some phone calls, so I'll do that now. And let's start in Fairfax with Alan, who's on the line. Hey, Alan, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to Theological Thursday. Absolutely, yeah. Um, a lot of good uh, good topics. Yeah, man. Um, I would just say... On the on the topic of limited atonement, the only thing that I would really say is that uh, it, to me it kind of is the next logical step. You know, even if you don't think about it in biblical terms, you can just develop that that conclusion by logic if you buy into the other points of salvation uh, that Calvin lays out, um, meaning so, that that there is an elect. Right. So if you believe that there is elect, does that mean that atonement was limited to them or that atonement was for everyone, but only the only limit is those who chose to, to receive what Christ offered. Uh, I would, well, I, I don't think I, I, I buy into the Calvinist camp on salvation. So I don't okay. think you can, you can choose to be uh, saved. Right. So then, yeah, in you, other words, you can't save or reject reject his grace yeah so then you would definitely be a calvinist on 
uh, all of those points because really you don't have a choice. You were just you were just literally magnetically drawn into what God had already chosen uh, for you. So uh, that makes it total sense uh, for the limited atonement. Thanks a lot, Alan, for registering your thoughts on this one. Okay. My pleasure, my friend. All right, Marvin's on the line in Washington D.C. What is? What are you thinking, Marvin? Hey, Doctor I'm 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 going back to the T. Okay. And the T for, for total depravity. Yeah. And we got to go back and uh, I know you use the scriptures, um, Romans three ten, when he said that um, there's none to seek after God. None of righteous. But, That's but right. Yep. Righteous. Yeah, yeah. But but go back to go to Ephesians when you go to Ephesians two one. When they say we were dead in your trespassing right, sin, right, right. That's what the total depravity. We all can agree. There's no pastor, theologian cannot will not will disagree that we were all spiritually dead. Right. Dead means dead. We wasn't. We wasn't. <laughs> uh, we wasn't. Was on our deathbed. We wasn't about to die. We were. We were dead. And the only way, only way a dead person can respond, someone has to initiate. Right. And if God doesn't initiate. How are you going to come? I, I've never seen a dead. If I drop dead right now, someone had to give me mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Someone had to do something to revive me. And that's where we get the tea from. No man can come to God on their best day yeah. because of your dead and your sin. I think the passage that you use, Marvin, is a much better passage to support total right. depravity. Right, because it, it shows it shows that we were dead, not trespassing to sin. And I always un- understand like why we don't labor there, because we always want to say, "Oh, you was partially dead," like you were saying earlier. We got some inkling of good in us. No, you have no inkling of good in you because towards the things of God, we were dead. Well, dead means dead. Yeah, G- Jesus yeah, was like, why? Jesus was like, why did you even call me good? You know, because only God right, is good. Another, yeah, no, that's and good. Another, and another, Another point I want to make, if I can, real shortly. Sure. A lot of people say Calvinist, but really Calvin didn't write these points. Of course, of these course. These points was made after he died. It was just, it was just his theology. It was just it's theology. It was just that's he, all. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was just it's his theology. He didn't come up with the word tulip and all that. It's just over time they put that in there and they gave that across. Sure. Tulip, but he didn't actually put that in there. Sure. So you need to understand that. Well, you know, it's kind of like uh, for all of us. Once you pass away, people try to put into language what you, you know, what did C.S. Lewis believe? What did you know? What did, what did uh, Martin Luther King believe? You know, and so um, yeah, this is this this kind of this kind of conversation happens in academic circles and seminaries all the time. Most of us who are on the front lines, like the guy that wrote on my page, he's like, "Look, I'm just a foot soldier for Christ, trying to uh, trying to take." take down the gates of hell and, and show the love of Jesus. I mean, so that's why we got to call it theological Thursday because it's it, you're kind of getting into the, the meaty <laughs> uh, academic, but I love the fact that what you did is you went to depravity as dead, you know, that corpse is corrupt. That corpse is dead. And he didn't come to make bad people. Good. He came to make dead people alive, and you slayed that, Marvin. Thank you so much, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you, Dr. Coming right back to Cynthia and Alexandria in just a moment. Need to get out of your house fast? 
Are you ready to drive away and move on with your life? Pete and Thomas Hunley own Hometown Home Buyers, an A-plus rated Better Business Bureau family-owned business. They can buy your home today, and if you need it, they will even help you move out. Give them a call today at 888-623-3533 or visit them at hometownhomebuyers.biz. That's hometownhomebuyers.biz. Call now, 888-623-3533. Sell today, move tomorrow. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is not just an insightful radio talk show, but also a conversation that encourages listeners to engage in higher levels of understanding. Here's what people are saying about the show. Dr. Anderson, I've been listening to you for a couple years now, and I just wanted to call in and say amen and hallelujah. You are on the mark. I listen to you uh, very much, and it's, good, it's very, very good to hear your refreshing voice on the radio. You are not afraid to take any topic. Uh, you are very humble, and um, it's, it just gives us comfort. I love the radio station. My favorite is Marriage Mondays. Even though I'm not married, it's okay. I love it. I love the advice. I listen to it all the time. I have my notifications on. I was on the show once upon a time. Um, so I just love the advice and just the biblical sound and just stuff that he says on here. It's amazing to listen to. He's such an inspiration because not only does he impact the um, local area, but his message is so powerful that it deserves to go on a broader spectrum. Comprehension begins with conversation. is not just a phrase. It's a reality. Join the conversation at Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Dr. David Anderson, that's me. I'm having such a good time hanging out with you here. Uh, I promised to go to Alexandria to talk to Cynthia, so let me go there, and then I'll give you the last two points of uh, the five-point Calvinistic viewpoint versus the Arminianistic viewpoint. Hello, Miss Cynthia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? So one thing I'm thinking, I didn't haven't been to uh, Divinity School or train like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little kind of like the other gentleman that's above <laughs> my Christian pay grade. Right. But my thought about theology in general is 
you know, why are we even having this discussion? What is the history of that? And you gave a little bit of that mm-hmm. just now, talking about Calvin, mm-hmm. and then just its impact on on it, on how we in modern day or present day, you know, um, develop develop ourselves in terms of Christianity. And yeah. I do think that, yeah, there is a level of depravity that we all potentially have, but I also feel like God potentially uh, gives each person certain degrees of strength or whatever to overcome those depravities and just what informs that. And I think about Romans 2 when it talks about sin Mm -hmm. and how our consciences, uh, our conscience, what what role our conscience plays in that. Mm -hmm. Seared conscience, yeah. Right. But I do feel even in my own personal life, um, you know, that I do in terms of overcoming depravity or choosing not to sin or that pull, that it is something that I do have to make a conscious choice about and then yeah. what role that is in it and, and what role, like, just our human experience and development, family, those types sure, of things sure. impact. Yeah. So that's what I'm that's well, what I'm thinking. And you know, here's the thing. When you really understand that you are depraved, to whatever degree, whether you think you're totally depraved or maybe only halfway depraved, the thing about it is when you surprise yourself at how your heart is so deceptive and how wrong you really can be, it just shows you how much more you need the Lord. You know, I think right. the whole point about this is that you cannot be so depraved that the Lord can't save you. So if the the Lord can save the worst of human beings, then surely he can save all of us, even if we're not the worst. But can you imagine if he says, no, I can save uh, those that are, you know, get a D or higher. But those who get an E, uh, sorry, you're just way too, you're out of the realm of my ability to save you. I mean, the beautiful thing about this is that Jesus Christ can save anyone, regardless of how corrupt they are. Uh, And so I think that's the point of total depravity with regard to Calvin is we've got to understand that, yes, we are totally depraved and there's nothing we can do about it, but for the grace of God. (laughs) And so um, thank you for your call. I appreciate your, um, you know, your question and and your thinking on this, because at the end of the day, I think what you want to know, and let me ask you the question, tell me if I'm right on, you want to know how, how is this present day helpful to us? from all those theological days back in the in the 1500s. Is that what I'm getting from you? To some degree, yes, the, the, how people in, in Christianity argue about certain points, but, yeah. you know, what's behind that. Yeah, the rest of us are, like, doing life, trying to live holy, and then there's this whole academic university side, seminary, divinity school side, and they're sitting in the classroom uh, talking all these things out, right? Well, even in regular everyday life, uh, mm-hmm. trying to live holy and what, you know, the people feel differently or think differently about things. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, thank you, Cynthia. I appreciate hanging with you today, okay? Thank you. All right, take care. And so, again, you can you can have a bar conversation, but the question is how why are you at the bar? What are you there to drink? Let's say you're there to drink beer, okay? And uh, for sake of Christian radio, let's call it root beer, okay? And so we're having root beer at a bar. So what decisions were made before the doors were ever open? What kind of root beer? 
uh, is it going to be A&W or not? How do you make root beer? Where does root beer come from? Is root beer actually healthy for you or harmful for you? See, all of those are the academic research and development questions that the public doesn't see until it gets all the way to the bar. And then you say, I want a root beer. And you take it and you drink it. See, with Christianity and church, we have people who are sitting in the pews. They don't know how their preacher or how their teacher, their Bible study teacher, got to the point that they were teaching them something. But what they're teaching them is coming from some of these conversations that happened from the Nicene Creed, from these different creeds that were done uh, uh, generations ago. And by the way we shape the scriptures to say, when you go to one church to say evangelism is about going out, knocking on doors and sharing Jesus Christ with people. There are other denominations that are, that they, they never go do that. They never go do that kind of evangelism. Why? Because they may actually believe that only the elect are going to respond to God. So if I'll just love people the way God told me to love people, they're going to respond and come to Christ. So there's not a a strong evangelistic push in that church because they actually believe that the evangelism is happening just by me loving. uh, And and people don't really have that kind of a choice. And so why go out and and, and, and evangelize and share the gospel with people if God's already going to do that through our witness? Now, again, I'm not completely representing all of that side of the argument, but I want you to know this is how it makes it to our everyday life and everyday theology. How are we supposed to uh, teach salvation if one church says, um, yes, you came to the altar, you got saved, you invited Christ into your life sincerely. We believe Christ came into your life sincerely. But then like the prodigal son, you went out and lived crazy. After about a year of salvation, you met a girl, and before you know it, she didn't want to go to church, and before you know it, y'all are sleeping together, and then after that, y'all broke up, but you know, she introduced you to some drugs, and so now you're doing drugs, and you don't think that God forgives you anymore. You think that you're all unsaved again, it's, it, and, and so now you have a idea that you're unsaved you see and so depending on what church you walk into so you meet another girl and she says i want you to come to my church and then that preacher says uh you know what you're you're unsaved come and receive christ again and so you do it again right and then you live for christ for a while but then you fall away again for five years and you go in another church and you feel like i got to keep getting saved right and then finally you come up under a teacher who says listen Have you prayed to receive Christ? Yes, I did. But I've been out there, pastor, just acting crazy. Okay, so you're not in fellowship with God. You know that you've always been saved, but your fellowship is not giving you peace at all because you are separated from God, right? You're like, right. Don't you want to have fellowship with God? Yes. So you you mean to tell me I'm not unsaved again? Nope, you're not. Um, So let me teach you that you were a prodigal son and the best place to be is in this house, not out there running around crazy. And so see, it, it actually shapes the churches, the denominations, the preachers, the teachers, the ones who are writing books, which then shape us at the end of the bar, just saying, Hey, I want a root beer. Hey, I just want a, a book from this author. I just want a book from that author. We're just consuming that, which is being put before us, even though we don't know how it's made, how it's shaped. And so I guess today, the Theological Thursday, it's kind of about taking you back in the back room to say, how did all this get here? Now, when I get back, I still have two uh, points I've got to give you really, really quickly before the show ends. So I'm coming right back. (laughs) 
Hey, it's Norm with A-Action Home Services here. Did you know a single running toilet can quietly waste over 1,000 gallons of water in a single day? For only $99, our experienced and professional plumbers can perform a whole house plumbing system inspection to confirm that your home's water shutoff valves, toilets, faucets, and other fixtures are all leak-free and operational. So give us a call today at 703-922-1900. That's 703-922-1900. And you too can say, problem solved. Today, people with disabilities can achieve a better life experience with Able Now, a tax-advantaged savings account specifically designed for people with disabilities. Able Now accounts help eligible individuals save and invest their own money without endangering certain disability benefits. Learn if you or someone you know is eligible for an Able Now account at able-now.com. This message is provided by Able Now, administered by Virginia 529. Back in the day, we danced to a hit song by Houdini. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, y'all remember that? A lot of years have passed, but the question is just as relevant today. 1 Samuel 18, 3-4 tells us, And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. Now, today, most people only love us as long as they can use us. But Jonathan loved David. Watch this as he loved himself. This was a ride-or-die type friendship that requires self-sacrifice, commitment, and loyalty. I've learned over the years a friendship can never be stronger than the character of the two people involved. You may be a great person, but if you befriend a snake, don't be surprised if you get bit. Good friendships are healthiest between good people. Never stop trying to be a good person just because some people have done you bad. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. And as always, live big. Are you looking for direction in your life? Here's today's Pathway Minute with Dr. Robert Jeffress. I was talking to a husband not long ago. He had been guilty of infidelity in his marriage. And he said to me in honest repentance, he said, Pastor, if only, if only I had been a faithful husband, I wouldn't have lost my family. And I shared with him the truth of Romans 8.28. Paul said, and God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That phrase, all things, doesn't just mean the good things in our life God is able to use. That phrase, all things, includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. God is so powerful that he uses all things to work together for good. Pathway Minute is produced by Pathway to Victory. To access the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We've been talking on this Theological Thursday about Calvinism versus Arminianism. It's kind of been a, a academic divinity class or se- seminary class, so to speak. I did take a few of your calls, as I had promised, but I got to get through uh, just the last two points of Calvinism. Remember, it spells out the word TULIP, okay? The T stands for total depravity. Uh, the U stands for unconditional election. The L stands for limited atonement and the I and the P. Are you ready for the I and the P? The I stands for irresistible 
grace, irresistible grace. Calvin includes the belief that God's grace is irresistible, while Arminianism says that an individual can resist the grace of God. So irresistible grace argues that when God calls a person to salvation, that person will inevitably come to salvation, period. Resistible grace, which is what Arminianism would say, states that God calls all to salvation, but that many people resist and reject the call. So would you be a Calvinist or an Arminian on this one? Uh, the support for Calvinism might be Romans 8.30. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. The Arminian biblical support would come from Hebrews 3.15, which says, as has just been said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. In other words, you have a choice to reject the grace of of God. Where would you fall on that one? And then Calvinism in its fifth point is the perseverance of the saints. That's basically once saved, always saved. Calvinism holds to the perseverance of the saints while Arminianism holds to conditional salvation. Perseverance of the saints refers to the concept that a person who is elected by God will persevere in faith and will not permanently deny Christ or turn away from him. While conditional salvation is the is the view that a believer in Christ can, of his or her free will, turn away from Christ and thereby lose salvation. And many Arminians deny this part, and they do hold the eternal security. Some of them do, but not all of them. So those are the, those are the five points of Calvinism. Would you be a five-pointer? Would you agree with all of them? Total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, perseverance of the saints. Which one or two do you think I, I would not agree with? Well, I don't have time to play with you on it because I know the show's coming to an end. So let me just tell you, I'm all in with total depravity. I'm all in with unconditional election. I'm all in with uh, perseverance of the saints. So you can get three points out of me all in. There are two points that I'm just not uh, going to go with, and that is limited atonement and irresistible grace. And um, now, again, you can push me on limited atonement and I might change. But irresistible grace, I actually believe that people can uh, reject the grace of God. Um, I don't want them to, right? But they have the possibility to. But again, who knows? I mean, again, I'm not uh, really strong in debating. It's just like if you asked me, I'd check three off right away. And I'd have a problem with uh, number three and number four, the limited atonement and irresistible grace, although his grace is so irresistible. But do people have the choice to, uh, to you know, um, turn away from it? Yep, they sure do. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have the answers way beyond our intelligence. And we are just glad that we're saved and glad that we can share salvation with others. Help us to do it faithfully, Lord, to love others and to love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen.